All right. And the answer to the Sweden question is no. They are still up in the 600 to 700 a day. Oh, okay. They don't report some days by the look of it because they'll have, you know, 500, zero, then 800. So. Uh, okay. Oh, I see it now. They're back up into the, yeah. Meanwhile, we got rising cases in states all over the country. America number one. And New York and has a couple counties, and one of them's right over the bridge from here. Hmm. Not cool. But at least you're not in Florida. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. I haven't heard, I haven't Sorry, really heard anything about Florida <laughs> lately. Is it, still, is it still bad there? Actually, no. It looks, it looks a little bit better. Looks like people went back inside. I think most of it now is in the Midwest. Yeah, actually, Florida looks way better than Wisconsin, so I actually feel worse for Grinch. Mm, that's a good point. No, Wisconsin still only has... Oh, yeah, Wisconsin. Yeesh. What the hell's going on, Grinch? <laughs> wow. That's all the people traveling from Sturgis back home. Mm. It's, all, it's like a waterfall out of North Dakota. Yep. I think Grinch said it best when he said, fuck these dumb hicks. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't know if we have anything to talk about. But, uh, it's be- just... Go ahead. It, it It is like a fire hose. Like, it's just constant. <laughs> like, I am sure that important things, previously impeachment-worthy things, have happened that we just aren't going to cover. Oh, yeah, there was one. I think Seth Meyers was talking about it. He, and he mentioned the same things. Like, there's so much bullshit going on. He's like, you didn't hear about this guy, this Republican something or other with a with an election commission, basically straight up said to a newspaper, he's like, yeah, we're trying to disrupt the election. With these yeah. tactics and shit like that. And he's like, nobody's even talking about this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Didn't they create some sort of fucking committee here in Pennsylvania so that they could replace all the legitimate uh, electorates with Trump support electorates? I didn't hear that. Yeah, I didn't hear that Ooh. either. But I'll have I'll try to have it for Wouldn't later surprise in me. the show. Yeah. I know Greg Abbott's getting sued in Texas for his one box per county theory. Yeah. So cut down... To cut down on voter fraud. That is such bullshit. For the counties that have 160 people in them, maybe, but well, they've got counties it, it with millions. First of all, it shouldn't be the population. It should be the size of the county. Yeah. Uh, in any case, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get started. And welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, aka the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, October 6th, 2020. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you would like to join in on the conversation, you can go to our Patreon page and sign up, and that will allow you to chat directly with us as we record on Discord Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Eastern. If you can't do that, you could post something to our Facebook page or tweet to us at ProfaneArg. This week, we'll be talking about, of course, we'll be talking about Trump. That's really, that's probably going to be the meat, I think. But uh, Something happened to him this week? A <laughs> <laughs> little bit. But first, um, I don't know a whole lot about this, uh, just the, the like the fallout from it. But apparently, I, I put this as a follow-up because Kim Davis is back in the news Apparently, the case, her case, somehow made it to the Supreme Court, and they decided to not take it. Is is that correct? Yes. Okay. They declined re- to take the case. I read the article three times and f- didn't fully understand the ramifications of what happened, though. 
All right, so... What was her case originally resolved as? Go back to work, dummy? Yeah, I don't even know what the case was at this point. I mean, oh. she, she sued for back pay, I think, and they said, no, just go, go, shoot, go away. So her case was not taken up by the Supreme Court, but as part of their dissent, Alito, uh, what is his name, Alito and Justice Thomas wrote in information about um, Oberfell, uh, what is it, Oberfell, Oberfell, the, the case that- Oberfell, yeah. Oberfell, the case that the Supreme Court said that um, LGBT are authorized to, to marry. So, you know, the law of the land from two years ago that people have the right to marry the person of their choice. They wrote into the um, Kim Davis judgment their opinion of that ruling. Yeah, they say that this petition provides a stark reminder of the consequences of Oberfell by choosing to privilege a novel constitutional right over religious liberty interest explicitly protected in the First Amendment, and by doing so undemocratically the court has created a problem that only it can fix. Right. So they're saying, send us something else so that we can overturn precedent and undo Oberfell. Uh, the, the fact that same-sex people can marry. And they're doing it under, this, yeah. under the guise of religious liberty. Oh, well, that's, that's the only guise. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's what they got. Okay, yeah. so I did read it right, because I was like, it sounds like they're saying, if your religion says you can hate on gay people... Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Then uh, that's more important. That's more important than a civil liberty, <laughs> right? So this was the first day of the first, you know, the, the first day of the new, of the court season, and they wrote in a dissent. Oberfell, it's on, it's on the line. We're going for it. Like that's fantastic. You Holy know, crap. <laughs> nobody was forcing Kim Davis into a gay marriage. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that would be against her religious freedom, <laughs> right? Yeah, the fact that they are still under the illusion that it it it, it is. Too horrible for her to have to, and she just did, she didn't have to marry them. All she had to do was write out a piece of paper to give to the person that was marry them, marrying them. But that, because it offended her, they can't get married. Is was what they're saying. Yeah. So under this guise, can Kim Davis theoretically go to gay weddings and try and stop them? And then when they say, "Hey, you can't do this. We're, we're getting married. Get out of here, lady. We're going to call the cops." She's like, "It's my my religious freedom. I'm against this." Right, it, it is a giant slippery slope because then you get you get racists saying, "Well, it is against my religious freedom to serve black people." I mean, mm-hmm. it, it all is on the table at that point. If you can if you can work in public and say, "I don't serve all the public," we're on the wrong side. Yeah, you should get them dummy pharmacists in on this too. Yeah. They're in it. They're good. <laughs> They're good. They can say. I don't like abortion. I'm not going to do my job for you specifically. Right. I've I, I've learned this past month. Apparently, pharmacists can just straight up be like, uh, "I'm looking at your case, and I don't think you should have this drug anymore, regardless yeah. of what it is." Right. And then, like, your doctor will call and be like, "Nah, that person needs that drug," and the, the pharmacist will be like, "Well, I don't think so, so I'm not giving it to him." Which I and hope- it's then either your or your doctor's responsibility to get another pharmacist. Right. right. But at what point doesn't the doctor go? Yeah, but I'm a doctor. <laughs> you don't. You don't get a say in this. Yeah, you're just dis- you're dispensing the product. That's it. You're you're an alchemist. <laughs> get your mortar and pestle out and start fucking crushing shit up and make what I told you make. Yeah, Jeff has a good point. The LGBTQ isn't is well. It is not a protected class under the civil liberties because um, you can't say that to black people because of civil rights. However, LGBTQ they. Uh, what what they have received recently, the the ability to marry, is is being in question now because of the 
the conservative court. Right. It shouldn't, but that shouldn't even be brought up, in my opinion. Don't say LGBTQ. Say these two people want to get married. Right. What is the right. fucking problem? What if two straight guys want to get married for some legal reason? Or maybe one of them moved to Sweden and the other one needs to, <laughs> to <laughs> so they can both get out of America. It's just, just theoretical. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it also, I mean, if if it if you can discriminate against gay people um, in marriage, why can't you discriminate them in everything? You don't have to hire them. You can fire them at will. You cannot um, serve them in your coffee shop. You can um, not deliver to their houses when you're delivering food. You cannot pick them up in a taxi. All the I'm glad things. to see you're coming along with us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, exactly. Yeah, you don't get to pick and choose who you get to serve when you work in the public. And by that same token, if I'm a Scientologist and I run a business, can I not serve psychiatrists? Because theoretically, it's against my religion, right? Sure. It's the same argument, yeah. I don't think psychiatrists are a protected class. <laughs> Do you think these guys actually believe this shit? I mean, how could you get that high up in the court and honestly believe that's true? Religion. Again, how could you be that intelligent? <laughs> oh, yeah, it doesn't take a lot of intelligence to get this high up in the court. Have you been paying attention you're to right, this? You're right, you're right. Oh, my God. I'm, you're, you're, I'm, you're right, Ian. I am overwhelmed with fucking news that, that just slipped right by. <laughs> I forgot. Bill Hall, Supreme Court Justice. It could happen. Why I, not? I, I could do it. <laughs> He's totally loyal. <laughs> Dustin, you want to be on the Supreme Court? I'll, you know, when I, if I ever get there, I'll throw you a bone. <laughs> So I I had this later on, but I thought I'd move it up because it's in my mind it's very similar. It's a discrimination thing. Trump not only with everything else. I mean, I think I saw a headline talking about how he's blowing the dog whistle. You know, to blow the dog whistle that on, only certain people can hear because he's using these phrases that only like white supremacists recognize. So that's the dog whistle. Uh, I saw a headline that said blowing a dog whistle through the bullhorn. Mm -hmm. And he, there's so many different things that he has done that has been the, the rhetoric of the white supremacists. I didn't know that this was one of them, but he did it again. October 5th, there was an article in the uh, LA Times talking about he was doing a one of his last rallies in uh, Minnesota, September 18th. He was talking to people and he brought up racehorse theory. Hmm. Now, Racehorse theory, the idea behind racehorses is they're bred. They're bred specifically to have good genes. You want the best horses to breed with the best horses so that you have the best racehorses you can. You do that with humans, it's a little bit different. It's called eugenics. Um, <laughs> and it is something that the Nazis tried to do, right? And the racehorse theory is something that was brought up in Nazis. Many Nazis make reference to this. Well, apparently so does Donald Trump. Um, when talking to people, he said, now it's a little subtle, so you might miss it. But he said to the people of Minnesota, you have good genes. A lot of this is about genes, isn't it? Don't you believe? The racehorse theory. You think we're so different? You have good genes in Minnesota. <laughs> Is there not a lot of white people in or black people? There's in a lot of white people in Minnesota. No, I, I mean, assume is no, what he's no, saying. Not a yeah. lot of not a black people. No, right? Jeez, nope, not ever since Trump. Not ever since uh, Prince died. <laughs> yeah, it's straight I up. Think he was racist. He was the one. Yeah, it is. I mean, he he specifically just said it. Like there was no disguise in it. There was no subtlety <laughs> to it. It's was just, it relevant? He just wanted to get it out of there. He's like, ah, it's been brewing in me all day. I just got to say it. <laughs> you got the best genes here. Best genes. <laughs> Honestly, I doubt it was a dog whistle. I mean, it's a dog whistle for those people who wanted to be a dog whistle, but it's probably just him being a dipshit. Yeah. 
a racist dipshit, but... You think he's just heard it so much that he just repeats it, or...? Well, I know Stephen Miller's at his side all the time, so I'm pretty sure he's probably heard it. And was probably like, you know, like jeans, like good jeans, like racehorses. Yeah, that makes sense. I like I like where this guy's saying. I don't see anything wrong with this. I, I doubt he knows about the history of eugenics. Mm, probably true. However, in his defense, Khan was nearly unstoppable. Eugenics works. <laughs> Listen, Kirk beat the shit out of him with a wrench, all right? <laughs> and he is a laughing at the superior intelligence. <laughs> well, it's the whole reason that he's, you know, defeated COVID in just like four days is because of his good genes. Well, Dr. Ronnie did say he could live to be 200. He did. It's those <laughs> genes. So that was the next thing on my list that uh, he tested positive for COVID-19. Um, unfortunately, we don't have any facts. Like, we no. don't know when he tested positive, when symptoms started. We have no idea because we know for a fact that the, the information that's been given is lies. Michael Moore uh, the- Michael Moore has a podcast that I listen to sometimes, and he did a quick 14-minute one on Trump and COVID. And he was like, I don't know why anybody believes this motherfucker. <laughs> he's like, even when he's telling a tru- the truth, just assume he's lying about some part of it. Sure. Like – just and so just assume every so don't so like I guess one paper's like, you know, Trump has COVID nineteen and another paper's like, Trump says he has COVID nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> All the stuff that's floating around and I was just like, you know, it's right. It's like everything that this person says, you just gotta go, I'm gonna wait and see if when this shakes out later what the real things are happening. Right. Well, so he says that um, you know, he found out on Friday evening after he got back from Bedminster. If we assume that that's not true, when did he find Which out? Which it can't be. Well, they know that they knew that Hope Hicks had it before that. Right. And they didn't quarantine. Right, because these good genes protect him, right. Well, no, I mean, it's possible because they they are tested regularly. And I mean, like, look, you know, breaking news, Stephen Miller's got it. Just, (laughs) you know, and they were testing him every day and he kept coming up negative and today he came up positive. Well, they were testing Stephen Miller daily because he'd been exposed to it by Hope Hicks because they had been. But I'm but I'm saying he was coming up negative. So he may have been next to Hope Hicks. And they're like, we got to test you, Mr. President. And he's like, negative? Fine. I'm going to New Jersey. But it does beg the question, how often was Trump being tested in reality? Because they do lie. I imagine regularly. This guy's a germaphobe. He is, but he's also got those superior genes to protect him. And it's yeah, inconvenient. He, don't they believe, stick a stick he up his knows nose. that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I would believe that he gets tested like, you know, once a week if somebody close to him comes down with it. So after Hope Hicks um, on Wednesday, I think it was. Then he got tested, and it came I have up positive. No doubt that he gets tested twice a day, every day, minimum. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about he is a germaphobe, but yeah. we we know that to be true from stories from people who were on The Apprentice for for years. We, we know he's a germaphobe, right? So sticking something up his nose would be, you know, germaphobic. He would not want that. Mm, I don't know. I mean, he went into that into the Walter Reed and was like, "Give me everything." <laughs> 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 They call, there's a thing for that, too. It's called, uh, I forget, it's like a rich man syndrome or something like that, where you're very rich and powerful or famous, and when you go to the hospital, you have the clout to just be like, you, I don't know, throw it all in a fucking vat and give it to me. <laughs> and the doctors are usually, they're like, okay. I mean, look at this doctor. He came out and was basically lying because he was scared of Trump. Well, yeah. 
Now, yeah, definitely. Now, one part of it is is that uh, HIPAA does actually apply to some of this. If Trump does not allow him to disclose medical information by law, he's not allowed to. Mm, does that fall in the same category with the president, though? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, but it does mean that the president has said, you can tell him this, you can tell him this, and you can tell him this, but you cannot discuss my lung scan, you cannot discuss. You know, when I had a positive test, you can't discuss when I had a negative test. You can't discuss any of those things. You can only tell him my blood pressure, my, um, I don't know, a couple, a couple of the things that he did say. You know what? So when you were suggesting I mean, I, I, that the doctors were forced to lie because of HIPAA? Yeah. Or okay. they, they evaded. I mean, well, sure. I, I don't know about HIPAA, but they were for, definitely forced to lie because of Trump. Yes. Yeah, I don't think that he falls under that shit. Like, we're talking about the, you know, the commander in chief, the leader of the free world. I don't think there's a carve out for him in the law, but I agree with you that we should know. <laughs> okay, we can agree on that. Mm. The one reason that we really want to know about when is because how long has he been spreading the virus? Like, mm. he had strong enough symptoms. What was it, Friday evening, to go to be to take him to the hospital from the White House, which has a hospital facilities in it. Right. His blood so, ox had gotten so low that they convinced him that he needed to go. And it was a weekend and, after the markets closed so they could talk him into it. Sure. But the, if he had symptoms then, he has probably had it for a week, if not longer. Mm. So it brings up the question about not only like way back to the debate, did he know then? Maybe. Did, you know, if he's being tested every day, well, no, they it, it found out seem- the, the debate was on Tuesday. They found out Hope Hicks had it on Wednesday. Yeah. But where did Hope Hicks get it? I mean, if she got it at the same from place. The, from the troops. Did. She got it from the troops because they like to hug and kiss her and so say the- thank you, Hope Hicks, for all the awful things that you're doing to our country. <laughs> <laughs> so that goes back to something that happened on Sunday then. On Sunday at the White House, there was a, um, a Gold Star family event. And it has not been publicized much, but there was an indoor with military Gold Star families, um, no face masks on Sunday after, um, you know, the Saturday was with the, the justice nomination. I mean, does it really matter to figure out when it happened? It, it's just to, hilarious to, that it did. To, to <laughs> us, probably not. It's just a matter of, you know, how many people was he infecting because nev- of his, his unwillingness we, to wear a mask. We're mm. never going to know. Didn't the CDC send, like, we'll, we'll send to the White House, we'll help you contact Trace? And they're like, no, nah, we don't need to do that. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. I mean, as morbid as it is, would you guys like to start a Deadpool? Because mm. there's, there's seven people infected by Trump? Yeah, there's 17 people now in the White House that got it. Is it 17 now? Yeah, I think it's, it's 14. I, I heard it was 14, and then I heard it went up to 17. Yeah, well, the Joint Chiefs of Staff are now all quarantining at home. Yeah, because yeah. one of them got it, and they got it from a Coast Guard guy. Right, and the Coast Guard Steve- guy was at this Gold Star family event on Sunday, which is probably Stephen where he Mil- got it. Stephen Miller got it. Don Jr. was on that that flight, too, and then he left, so who knows where he spread it to. Mm-hmm. Giuliani. Well, Giuliani got it on Tuesday, probably. He's not positive, but he's coughing a lot and looks like hell. Well, well he's- Yeah, he's that's hard to tell. like right? hell for years. That doesn't- <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of, he got of it, yeah. <laughs> looking looking like hell, though, um, I do, I think Alpha posted this before. It was an article on boingboing.net uh, talking about Trump wheezing on the balcony when he had his triumphant return. Oh, my God. Um, right. Which, well, that was ridiculous. Did you see this? Did you see the fact that he came back on the helicopter, did a walk up to the, the White House, got out on the balcony, took the mac- mask off, 
and then like saluted i don't know the helicopter the mm. press corps <laughs> like i don't know who what he was supposed to well wait, wait can we back up because we go back to the the the, the ride around the block first oh <laughs> sure right <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, if we're going to back up, let's go back up to where he was still in the hospital, like the the very first day. I think it was Saturday, and he was putting out the the video, and he put out the the pictures of him working from the hospital, mm. where he was sitting at a table with blank pieces of paper in front of him, and he was drawing <laughs> out his name on the pieces of paper. The best part about that, and again, I I think I only saw this once, so I can't really confirm it, but. You know, they put the one photo out of him, the real close-up one of him signing the blank, blank piece of paper, and then hours later, they're like, he's still at it! Mm-hmm. And they showed him again, signing papers from farther away, and then someone Google searched the embedded info on the photos and found out they were taken 10 minutes apart from each other. Right. <laughs> right. He moved to a different table, taken off his suit jacket, and took in another picture. Yeah. Yeah, so it turns out all images retain uh, the data about when they were taken, so yeah, you can- you can easily tell. It was 10 minutes apart. It was a photo op. Right. In a hospital. And, right. And then there was the drive-by where he decided that he had to look strong and not, uh, you know, stuck in a hospital bed. So he forced the Secret Service into an SUV and drove out so that he could wave at the reporters. and Reporters? He was waving at his fans. Supporters. Right. Yeah. His fans, because they were having a vigil outside the hospital, apparently. And I heard the truth was, is not, not that he wanted to show strength. Was that he was bored. Mm. That he'd been sitting there watching all day about him being in the hospital and he wanted to tra- change the trajectory. So he put the Secret Service lives at risk who did not look happy driving him around. No. Well, they never look happy, but I can't imagine yeah. it was the same, dis- you know, pleasure. <laughs> I mean, everybody was shocked by that. Mm. Shocked. Doctors were like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and that's got to be recycled air in there, right? Yeah. Like, to just keep blowing it around. <laughs> right. And he was wearing a, a cloth mask. So, I mean, they were in PPE. They had, you know, M95, N95 masks on and face shields and um, and disposable things over their clothing. But he was shedding virus all over that thing. Uh, insanity. Then, the ride home. Yeah. <laughs> Which was very dictatorish. Oh. The whole I mean, thing. Literally, the only thing missing was a military uniform. Yeah, he was, but you know, he was breathing hard when he got up there, but I don't know if that was because he just walked up a flight of stairs. <laughs> I mean, oh, he breathes yeah. hard when he walks upstairs to begin with. So yeah, the article that I was re- referencing was about him him wheezing on the White House balcony. I don't, I mean, he, he walked up those stairs. He walked probably, he walked more there than he does on the golf course. So yeah, he was probably just out of breath. And then you add the virus on top of it. Mm. Yeah, I don't doubt it. But he was also, we noticed a couple times, stifling coughs. Mm-hmm. Mm. My favorite part was the video where he said, hey, if you want to feel good, you should get yourself some COVID. <laughs> 20 years younger. Yeah. I feel 20 years younger. Don't that's, let it ruin your life. So that's what steroids do to you. They they jazz you and they energize you and they, you know, it's anti-inflammatory. It's also, you know, not good psychologically for you. But then there's the question of why he was given those steroids in the first place. Because if he was truly on day three of his of his infection course, it that doesn't make any sense. That's not when you give steroids. You give steroids only if you're trying to tamp down the immune system. If you're trying to do anti-inflammatory and you know reduce his his his, his reaction to the virus, there's no way he should have been given that if he was on like day three, four, or five. Yeah, de- dexamethasone is what we're talking about. It is specifically 
a steroid that does exactly that. It's to limit your own system because your system is reacting so violently. Right. So, and there's a warning on dexamethasone that says this may cause euphoria. It may cause psychosis. It can cause all sorts of mental disorders while you're taking it. And then he's like, yeah, I feel great. I've never felt this good. Yeah, well, you're you're probably a little psychotic, and it's because of that steroid you're taking, so... Yeah, it can make you a little uh, bit manic. And the, the downside... But the, the big downside of steroids is coming off them, because if he stops taking them in cold turkey, he's going to crash really hard. Um, they, they do what they call a taper, so that you take, you know, I don't know what the milligrams are, 10 milligrams for five days, then you take five milligrams, then you take two milligrams, then one, and then you'll take, you know, a half. They taper you down so you don't crash. He's going to crash eventually, or because he does no patience for a long taper. And how are we going to know the difference? <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, is this right. like, I'm like what he just said? I'm like, if you told me he was on no drugs, I'd be mm -hmm. like, well, that's that's Trump downplaying the virus. And being like, yeah, it's the greatest thing in the world, man. I feel great. Maybe he'll insist on continuing to take it. That causes other problems. <laughs> don't you all have 20 doctors working around the clock on mm. you and, and throwing special drugs at you? Yeah, don't be afraid of it. It's not that bad. Fucker. Don't let it take over your life. <laughs> <laughs> all this to not tank the stock market, and then he tanks the stock market anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And he tanks the stock market by uh, telling people that he's no longer going to negotiate with the Democrats about the stimulus plan. And the stock market went pew. Like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, that was incredible. The fact that he just <laughs> tweeted out, we're not going to do anything about the stimulus because of the coronavirus until after the election. Right. What? Fuck you, peasants. Also, I guess we have, what, two branches of government? Mm. Not three anymore? Because he just told Mitch McConnell, he's like, pull out. Yeah. And and Mitch McConnell's like, yes, master. <laughs> Just, okay, we're done. They have, the what? Republicans have got to see the writing on the wall. They know this is setting up to be an epic loss yeah, by the, this by the numbers. How is that making him do, I, there's, I mean, everyone's like, I don't know, is there a strategy here? No. Nah. Like, it's, they didn't even renegotiate. They're just like, nope. Like, you just got it. People are dying from it. People are suffering 11 million jobs out. You know, and he's like, eh, can you guys hold out another month or so? <laughs> and then maybe we'll start the process up again. Yeah. I, I don't know where the strategy is. Like, I don't I don't see it, but. Well, I don't think there is a strategy about the voting anymore. I think he is. De he's determined the way that he's going to um, not be voted out is not allowing people not is making it an you know a, a he's taking it to the supreme court he thinks he's got that wrapped up now he thinks all he needs to do is get the case to the supreme court and they'll overturn the election and he'll be president for four more years didn't the senate say we're not going to we're not going to do anything else until after the election oh except for Amy oh yeah that, that right. they're fast tracking they pushed it back a week because like three of them out um quarantining at home at this point so they're at uh, october 19th 18th something like that they're going to start now they're pushing it super, super close. But again, they don't need to do it by election day. They just need to do it by January right. 20th. So, I mean, so I don't even know how much of a difference she's going to make. I mean, wouldn't they have had that locked up anyway? It depends because um, what's his name? The first guy that Trump put in has been uh, way Gorsuch. more centric than, than not expected. Who is that? Gorsuch. Gorsuch. Yes. Yo, Gorsuch. Gorsuch. Yeah. Yes. I kept thinking Merrick Garland, and I know that's not correct. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. My theory is he's still, I mean, 
he's acting like he's defeated the virus. I don't think he has. Mm-hmm. Even with the cocktails of everything he's been given, accord- I mean, by what I've seen what people go through, he still has it. It's still active. There's there's often a second wave of it that comes through your system. I'm, I don't think it, he's out of it. Right. Like, no rational person thinks he's out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all know what's going on here. And we all have our fingers crossed for yeah. the worst outcome. I don't know. I have my fingers crossed that Rudy Giuliani gets it because <laughs> I'm just <laughs> – Man, that guy is so gross. Don't you guys know that when you say a wish aloud, it doesn't come true? (laughs) I didn't say what the actual wish was. Okay. He's got his fingers crossed that he'll be just fine. That's my my second favorite part of this story, is all the conservatives whining and crying about how mean liberals are. Mm -hmm. Because dear leader is sick and we're all wishing that he dies. (laughs) <laughs> Although I've never seen one person fucking write that. Nope. Nor have I seen any evidence of somebody writing that. Give me like three seconds. I will text you, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, out in public on a, like a Facebook post or something. Yeah. Okay. And even if you do do it, it's a goddamn Russian troll. All right. This is the things that they do. You fucking morons. Stop <laughs> playing into their game. <laughs> we're not the we're not the people who fucking wish that kind of shit. At least out loud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't know why you would demand or expect that a shred of empathy be shown to this guy mm. after everything he's done over the last 74 years of his life <laughs> <laughs> or publicly for the last, you know, 50 years of his life. The idea that now Republicans value empathy and it's all Trump deserves some. <laughs> No, it's, it's it's not even that. It's like, this is what I'm hearing is like, oh my God, the, the liberals who cry all the time about civility and this and this are wishing for the death of our president. This is what I'm dealing with. <laughs> like, this is something that liberals do all the time. They, they flip flop and whatever. It suits them and shit like that. And I'm like, are, are you kidding me? Mm. Four kids in cages? Fuck them. <laughs> Grandma and grandpa are going to die? Fuck them, the economy needs to get working. Mm. You know? Trump's in the hospital? Oh my God. I gotta put a picture of Jesus looking over him and, and bless him. And I mean, it's unbelievable the image they have of Trump. I think it was Jeff who put a meme up on, on his Facebook page that was basically like, look, I, I don't boo me for what I say about Trump. I have heard what you cheer mm. for. So yeah, it just doesn't uh it doesn't fly. When you cheer about putting kids in cages and not wearing a mask and putting people's other people's health at risk. Yeah, you, you don't get to to pick what I cheer for. He yeah. called soldiers lucker, losers and suckers. Dead soldiers. Right. There it is. It was also a Rick and Morty meme, and that's what really made my day. I love Rick and Morty. <laughs> and on top of all that, I still wouldn't say it publicly. No. I, I, honestly, I'd, I would rather him spend whatever's left of his miserable life poor and in jail and his name tarnished forever that's really what i wish and there's another reason why i don't wish him dead in the next couple of weeks too and that's i don't know what would happen with the election in some states you cannot vote for a dead person so it puts the entire election in question so what happens in some states you can vote for a dead person yes in some states you can vote for a dead person in some you cannot that's weirder for me but (laughs) right that's great so they can't vote for a dead person. Sounds like Biden takes that state. Yeah, I don't know what would happen. That's what happens. Mm. I think it opens up too many possibilities for the GOP. Yeah. I don't know yeah, what they would absolutely. do. Absolutely. There's no I don't think there's anything you can do because you can't put 
Pence in his place. Your nominee was Donald Trump, and your nominee is dead. Right. Therefore, there is one nominee, and it's Joe Biden and Joe Jorgensen and whatever other shitbags I saw on the list. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happens. I don't know what would happen. I mean, you know the, the you know the GOP would hit the brakes and say, well, we have to just wait a year, and Pence will be in charge for a year. No, you can't. By law, there's got to be a new president installed. Yeah. yeah, that that is law. If, if by January twentieth, if they declare that the, the election didn't happen, Trump and Pence both have to leave, and Nancy Pelosi becomes president. If like, we don't that, have an election, yeah. If if the election is invalid or we don't have one, that is what happens. Yeah, like, that is in the law. But what do they do if you know there's enough time? I, I exactly. mean, have the, everybody yeah, write in the GOP. The GOP picks a more viable candidate than Trump. Yeah, but no, if, you, but you can't get that – you you missed the deadline. Right, and millions of people have already voted. Right, so I, I believe all those Trump votes that have already been recorded go to GOP candidate no, unnamed. No, 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 Doesn't work that way. I mean, I what, if, what if if Trump drops out the day before the election, there's one nominee. So what is the answer? I don't know. Oh, it's Everybody's Mass Chaos. Everybody's super confident on what not the answer is, <laughs> but I need to know what the answer is. I just told you the answer. There's I one nominee. Again, I didn't hear it. One think- nominee, and it's Joe Biden. I said that, and you guys said that's absolutely uh, not the case. I, I, I didn't know say that. that. I don't know that that's the case. The problem is, is it's not written down. Nobody anticipated that this might happen. It's not in the Constitution. There are no laws or rules around this. It, it will be a negotiation between the GOP and the Democrats as to what happens and how it happens. But they're not the only parties. There's other nominees. Yeah, they don't matter. Oh, no, I'm telling you. I mean, again, this is something that – I mean, I'm telling you what the law is. I'm not telling you what's going to happen. Mm. Like, I'm sure the Supreme Court will get involved and be like, well, under this 1872 law, you can replace a guy – you know, whatever bullshit they'll find out. But if your nominee steps down in the middle of the – whatever, you're fucked. You cannot put somebody else in there. Well, nobody takes over. And keep in mind that it's a state process. This is is not a federal process. So each state could do something different. Also, it doesn't matter because whoever they put up is never going to garner the amount of votes that fucking Trump would have gotten. True. Very true. Who are they going to – I mean, it ain't going to be Pence. And Pence ain't lighting a fire under these fucking racists. No. You know? We'll get the evangelicals, but that's it. Yeah. You, you better fucking rush Tucker Carlson in there quick if you want to win. <laughs> <laughs> so according to what Grinch just posted, just to be clear, if the if the person elected – dies before they can assume office in January. There's a straightforward answer in the 20th Amendment. The vice president-elect would become president. That's elected, though. Right. Correct. If a candidate dies before the election, the National Party Committee would pick a new candidate for the top of each ticket. But they wouldn't be on the ballot for all those millions of people that have already voted. And I'm sorry, I want Biden to go against Trump. Mm. I don't want some rando that the GOP thinks will garner more votes. I want... I want Trump to be there. So I am hoping that Trump does not die when the second wave of this virus hits him. And uh Really? I, I don't I don't want to roll those dice. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't I I heard what Ray said and I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I'm actually flabbergasted. I gotta take a minute to <laughs> All right, I'm going to move on to another article. Uh it's just speaking of being flabbergasted, there is a an elite group of conspiracy theorists on the extreme fringe. I got an article about them. It's on Vice. These people believe that Trump might be an immortal alien and has contracted the 
coronavirus on purpose in an attempt to shed his mortal flesh and shapeshift into something else. Wow. <laughs> Forget QAnon. These people are freaking nuts. <laughs> and there's hey. thousands of them. I was just to say, how many are there? Millions? <laughs> no, thousands. But still. So so what happens when he doesn't shapeshift? Is he wearing a skin suit then that we can't see? <laughs> Is that why everything's so loose and saggy? Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, speaking of loose and saggy, when he uh, when he did come back from the hospital, did you notice how much fatter he was? He's not wearing the girdle because it's it's having it's causing him more difficulty to breathe. <laughs> As a fat man, I say shut up about that. Right. <laughs> it's just right. another thing with his hair and with his his stupid fucking orange skin and you know it's all about image and he doesn't like to have fat people around it turns out he is one so and he, he wears a girdle clearly now yeah i mean well I, the the videos of him when he was in the hospital actually he looked sick but he looked better because he wasn't orange and but last night or was it last night oh god the days are running together <laughs> um sunday night when he went back to the white house um. Yeah, bright orange again. So somebody put makeup on his face, had to get close to a man with COVID, no mask, and put makeup on his face. Yeah. Well, he's trying to spread it around. He wants to make everybody feel good. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you 20 years younger. Yeah. But yeah, I have I have noticed that. I have noticed that when he tries to wear, uh, you know, formal clothes to important state things. <laughs> like, there's a reason he can't wear a vest or a cummerbund, and he has to wear that paper dicky that, like, ties around the back with the extra long bungee cords. <laughs> Yep. Although well, I would think there's enough material that, and you know, he has enough power and influence that someone could stitch him up something that fits. But well, I don't know. No wonder he's so fucking crazy. Like I get nuts if my belt's too tight. <laughs> you know, I can't even imagine having a whole fun th fucking thing wrapped around my like midsection. I think that's why he's constantly, you know, gasping for air. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Also, my favorite part of those videos was the first one. Where someone tried to mock his hair up the way it usually looks, and it just looked slightly <laughs> off and like kind of cockeyed a little bit. Right. And I was like, was it some nurse who was like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is like a full time fucking job for somebody. You know, <laughs> just make it look like a rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> or he had to do it himself. I find that highly unlikely. Yeah. Again, do you want to play the game as Trump ever? Because it's my favorite <laughs> game. <laughs> Or, or how many has he? You know. right, sorry, the last time we played has Trump ever. That image that you painted, Jared, of him putting on a little green visor and sitting in front of a, <laughs> an old-timey calculator and doing his own taxes, I was like, <laughs> that's extra funny. All right, I'm going to move on to some other Corona stuff. Hmm. Uh, this had me, I am still kind of boggled about it. A Politico article talks about HHS... They had an ad blitz that they were trying to put together. They had pulled together $300 million out of the, the Health and Human Services money. This is taxpayer funds. And they were doing, uh, they were using this $300 million in order to do a series of ads in order to, I think the original idea was to, to boost, uh, the, the, the spirit of the country to make it seemed like we were defeating coronavirus and that we, you know, the country is doing well and to, to keep people like to, to keep the country morale up. However, according to a couple insiders, it was quickly turning into a Donald Trump 
response to the pandemic is completely fantastic, and it it became a political ad. Hmm. And different reasons, a couple people left. Almost all the celebrities pulled out. Like they were having these like celebrities come in and do like you know one sentence lines for this the series of ads. And uh, they pretty much all pulled out, except for Dennis Quaid, C.C. Winans, and Shulam Lemmer, who I don't even know who those last two are. Yeah, I heard Dennis Quaid was getting some flack a couple weeks ago for something he did with COVID or something. He shit on Fauci or something happened. Yeah, I think this was it. Even he came, he had said something online about the fact that he, he's sorry that his name is associated with this. Apparently he was one of the first people that agreed and they recorded his bit right away. And oh. he, now he's like, ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't understand so, what it was about. Yeah. <laughs> originally they had Justin Timberlake and Taylor Swift and Billy Joel and all of them pulled out. <laughs> nice. So yeah, $300 million and it, 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 it they're now calling it a, a boondoggle. Um, they're saying that they're in the middle of a pandemic. We could have used this quarter of a billion dollars to, I don't know, buy PPE or to uh, do send anything. Chefs, send as opposed to, to us. Right. It, as it opposed was, to like throwing it at a PSA with C-list celebrities. Yeah. It was so bad that Dr. Oz backed out. Yeah, Dr. Oz backed out. <laughs> wow, and wow. He's a charlatan. Yeah, yeah he really is. Because at first I was like, well, not that surprised. Does Dennis Quaid really make good decisions? Mm-hmm. Well, we're not like, talking about what he's, we're not talking about Randy. We're talking no, about is it, I thought I thought Dennis was married to like a nineteen-year-old. What's wrong with that? That is not appropriate. He's like seventy-two. I'm not seeing a problem here. I don't see what you're talking about. <laughs> all right, I guess he's not known for making ethical decisions. Is all I'm saying. Dennis Quaid's he's only sixty-six. Come on, is she okay. really nineteen? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm the chance that I'm exaggerating is high. Mm. She's 27, Hush. according to our fact checker, Jeff. Hey, you know what? Fuck that shit. That's fine. <laughs> Only 40 they, years they, they, know, they, they both know what they're into. <laughs> All right. No she, fucking... Maybe, maybe 66, she, watched, she watched Wyatt Earp, loved his portrayal of Doc Holliday, and just wanted to be with that guy for the rest of her life. Mm. Listen, that's a good movie. At 66, Dennis Quaid's still a good-looking man. Right. And he's got money... And he, yeah. you know, I mean, that is a fine feature film, Bray. <laughs> I, I liked it. Kevin Costner makes a good film. I, I, oh, I, I will... I'm not shitting on fucking Wyatt Earp. I own that and fucking uh, Tombstone. Do, Tombstone, and I get him. Well, confu- that was I get, that was I, damn near perfect. I, but I, but I sometimes get him confused as which guys were in the, which one. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, in general, Kevin Costner, superb. But you're right. I feel like water. I feel like Waterworld is unfairly panned. <laughs> It it ain't great, but The Postman is a... mm, Ooh, that's a good movie. (laughs) Yeah. Dennis Quaid was a good Doc Holliday. But in any case, yeah. Yeah. This turned... The the whole HHS thing, millions of dollars were going into these different corporations. And as it turns out, many of the corporations have ties back to Trump and his friends. So the HHS put together $300 million to do an ad campaign to then pay Trump and his friends to create the ad campaign for Trump's campaign. Yeah, that's... I'm sure there's nothing illegal about that. <laughs> Sound like anybody's gonna look into it. Right. No. Yeah, who would? On a side note, too, and with back to Trump getting COVID, I mentioned this to Ian, I think, a couple days ago, that the angle that they're gonna be taking is, you never had COVID, so what do you know about it? <laughs> <laughs> I've had it. 
I know what it's about, <laughs> Joe. And yet he hasn't. He hasn't experienced what anybody else has experienced with this. Nobody else on the planet got the cocktail of medicines that he received as quickly right. as he did. Uh, Ray, he went to COVID school and not the book reading kind of school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, my God. real kind of school. They've already started this shit. The, the pundits are out there. He knows this disease virus personally now, whereas other people don't. No, no but, uh, he's convincing <laughs> nobody with that. Uh, you're right. He's it's convincing a, at least 30% of the populace. But they were he could have said anything. He could have said the, the virus grew to six feet tall and I punched it in the face. And I got <laughs> it out of the hospital and I headlocked it. And they'd be like, sounds legit. I'm still voting for him. One yeah. big cough and I, and I expelled it and then we were done. Oh, mm-hmm. That's so gross. <laughs> yeah, it's super gross. Sorry. I sat it's it down and I signed a great deal with it. And the deal was you get the fuck out of my body. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh, look, it's already started. Yeah. Damn. I should be in politics. I called this two days ago that this was going to happen. Well, the <laughs> the way that he filmed that on the balcony where he goes up and takes the defiantly removes the mask from his face. Like, I've, I have successfully defeated this. He's on, like, day four of it. Like, I know. He should have wrote, fuck this mask on it. <laughs> he took it off. <laughs> but is he on day four? I'm still questioning that. <laughs> day four? Listen, no. But yes. <laughs> In the official record, it's day four. Sure. Another thing I wanted to mention, mask, anti-masked groups on Facebook have jumped sharply. The number of people in anti-mask Facebook groups, if you look at the timeline in there, there are a few in May, June, like mid-June, it spikes up to a few thousand. Beginning of August, it just soars. 43,000 users of Facebook. It went from like 3,000 to 43,000 in a month. Wow. Alpha is, are you anti-mask? I'm, I'm curious about that myself. As we all patiently what? wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can edit this out. That's all right. Ah. No. Okay. Uh, okay. I was going to say, you can be a member of all of them. <laughs> now, see, that's a, that would be my question. How many of these 43,000 are doing what Alpha is doing and like, you know, tapping in to see what these people are talking about? And mocking them, yeah, possible. I don't, I don't know. We have little watchers around our town that everybody's watching each other and posting it on Facebook. So, <laughs> for instance, there was one guy outside the restaurant, supposedly counting how many people were in the restaurant to make sure they had the right number, and then another guy watching him and taking a picture of him counting to yell at him on Facebook for yelling. <laughs> <laughs> you following all this? <laughs> wow. And just to be clear, it's a, we you know I don't want to call Alpha out on, but he said that no, he was just being a dick. He he wears a mask whenever he's in public. So you okay, know. yeah. But speaking of though, uh, you know, watching. I mean, Trump has been pushing a line uh, the last couple of days about you know uh, having poll watchers. Yeah, he's he's pu- and he's not just pushing for poll watchers. He's pushing for poll no, he's, monitors, like yeah. home monitor style. He, oh, he wants people to go out and intimidate people to not vote. Yeah, yeah. he wants bring it. Bring it on, motherfucker. <laughs> Seriously. If there are going to be guys out there with guns, bring your own fucking gun. Mm. We have God. an anti-gun friend who was just this afternoon asking us about uh, what gun he should get so that he could feel safer when he goes to vote. <laughs> Do not be scared, for fuck's sake. My God, I'm like, if you get shot and you die, and I'm sorry if that happens, that person will go to jail. <laughs> I mean, I hope there's a little comfort in that. <laughs> like, Not much. They'll start a Kickstarter page for him. He'll be uh, he'll be right next to Kyle Britton, 
house? Is that his name? Yes. Mm. But it'll be a hero. But he was just defending himself. Now, <laughs> now, how dare you say you hope Trump dies <laughs> after I protect this guy and raise $500,000 for a straight-up murderer. Mm. But either way, God, I hope one of these people gets in my fucking face down there. I really do. Because fuck, I'm, I, I, I'm not being afraid. I'm sick of people being afraid and getting pushed around by these bullies, man. Fuck that shit. Go down there in person. Bring a bat. Get <laughs> said you can't fucking bring a bat down there with you. Are you going to get your crown of iron friends to back you up? <laughs> no, because they're on the other side, so they'll probably be shooting yeah. at me. I hope that bat deflects bullets <laughs> like a fucking lightsaber. <laughs> oh, I'll be, I'm going to be dead. I'm going to be dead, guys. <laughs> Don't worry about it. But I'm so fucking mad that everyone's like, oh, there's going to be a proud boy. Well, fuck it. What are they going to do? Pat you down? Take pictures of you? Make sure you voted once? I mean, what can they do except stand out there and look menacing? Right. Intimidation. That's the primary. Yeah. That's that's what they're going for. Right. Well, and keep in well, mind. To do what? What are they going to beat you up? Keep in mind, they're not going to your precinct. They're not going to go watch your precinct. They're going to go downtown Philadelphia and watch that pre- precinct. They're going to go down to the, the strongholds of oh, democracy. Karen, Karen, you don't know my area. <laughs> no, you, that's what I'm saying. There's no sense yeah. in going to your into to your space. Your your, your district is going to vote red. It doesn't. No, there's that's, no, no. That's the thing. I even my county's a swing county. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh. We voted Democrat and everyone except for – I don't even know if Trump won this county last time. Hmm. I'd have to check. Well, but. maybe they will be there then. Yeah. These these fucking rednecks are going to come out of the woods standing there with their fucking shotguns or whatever the fuck they're going to have. Yeah. Bring it on. We're a little blue county surrounded by red counties going, oh, crap. <laughs> All right. Pike, Jeff. Pike. Yeah, the only map where we're a red county is the uh, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I. Uh, it's not show material, but I did want to check about that. Is it still out of control? Uh, it's kind of leveling off, going down a little bit. We seem to be. It's holding still out of control. In my mind, the mm. level of that it's it leveling off at is out of control. We we, okay. we had a, 127 <laughs> cases yesterday in you know basically in state college. Right. So it's not, it's not a good number. Forty-seven thousand. That's yeah too big a percentage. It is too big a percentage, but it's not it's not you know, increasing out of control. At least it's holding steady. Eh. All right, so Trump did win this county last time. <laughs> by a lot. Oh, by a lot, yeah. Hmm. Okay, there you go. Speaking of Toomey, did you see that he's not running for re-election? Yeah. I do, and he's not going to run for governor. So what is he going to run for? Uh, I don't know. I assume he's just going to leave politics. No, he'll be speaking on uh, Fox News. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah. I'm sure he could be a pundit of some variety. I don't think I've ever seen him on TV, give an interview. I have. Very rarely. Uh, I've seen him on Morning Joe a couple times. Hmm. But uh, he, I also saw him, he posted an article about term limits mm-hmm. for senators today. Oh. Interesting. I, like he's for that? Yeah. And it, what? Ju- I just want to be clear in case anybody doesn't know who's not in Pennsylvania. We're talking about Pat Toomey, who is one of our senators. Mm. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> huh. I just assumed everybody lived in Pennsylvania. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it, it's only one of the, the only, there's only three states in the United States, right? Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Florida. <laughs> right, right. Minnesota sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I hear Michigan's a state, but then Michigan. I don't hear about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do Considering our audience, I would like to include Wisconsin and Michigan. <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs> so there's an article I thought I would mention on the New York Times. I know I keep referencing New York Times, and it, it does have a paywall, but... Um, uh, according to this article, one of the, if not the, actually the standout source of misinformation, conspiracy theories, and falsehoods concerning COVID-19 
president of the United States. Of course, this isn't news for us because we talk about it all the time. They actually did a study and it's the first comprehensive examination of COVID-19 misinformation. And they determined that Trump is the absolute primary source up for it. 38% yes. of wow. the overall misinformation was from the president of the United States. Well, doesn't the New York Times have him listed at 25,000 lies? Or something like that. I know it's over 20. crazy. Yeah. Not surprised. Everything he says is a lie. That's true. <laughs> that is super true. Even the stuff they, he, every now and then there are nuggets of truth, but even those, they're surrounded by lies mm. in some way. I think that's a lie every two lies per hour for every hour. <laughs> <laughs> is that including the time that he's supposedly asleep? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, there's an article on CNN uh, that talks about the fact that uh, there is no getting back to normal quote-unquote normal. People keep talking about going back to normal in 2021 or whatever. It's highly unlikely that that will be the case. And it goes into the fact that how people's brains process, you know, bad or good events. Um, it's a kind of interesting article. I didn't want to get too deep into it, but the idea is that when something bad happens, you kind of you process it. Like if somebody in your life dies, you have to process it and then move on. And you have that transitional period, right? And that's going to vary depending on, you know, the person and what the problem was. But then you get, you do kind of get used to it and you move on. And we develop this from, from evolving so that if we see a predator, we, we learn how to deal with that predator. And now that we've learned how to deal with that predator, we have to move past that and move on. Otherwise we just stagnate. So it's a it's an interesting article about how it's kind of it's it's called hedonic adaptation how you're hardwired to adapt to situations and uh, pretty much by the time the uh, the need to wear a mask one the need to wear a mask may not go away anytime soon and and if it eventually does we're we're still going to be like our hardwire is going to have evolved so normal is likely gone. Mm. I am surprised at how often I automatically reach for the mask now without even thinking about it when I go into a public place. It definitely has become more regular for us as well, yeah. at least for me. Mm. But I am curious, would we be back to normal if we had just done what we were supposed to do? I don't know. You'd have to ask somebody from uh, New Zealand. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because they're back to normal. They have zero cases. Yeah, they get, like an, we they get an import every once in a while and then they tamp it back down and then they're done. Yep. Because I felt like our lockdown didn't last very long. It was never complete, yeah. Yeah, it was never complete, and now, like, people are, like, places of worship are constantly fighting and bitching and moaning and about capacity and this, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, I just feel like we're just, just kind of half-assed it the whole way, and then people are bitching and moaning that, you know, people are saying we gotta do this. I'm like, well, if we had done it the right way first, would this be a fucking problem? If we had managed to do what New Zealand did, yeah, we, we, we'd be back to normal because the disease only spreads with, you know, person-to-person -person contact. If we'd locked down for six weeks, I mean, it'd be hard for six weeks. I mean, you know, no person-to-person -person contact outside your immediate family. Yeah, we could have beat it. Let me let me give you a scenario that I found interesting. I ran through in my head. So let's say that Trump is, was not president and Hillary was was president, and the coronavirus happened. Would the U.S. had done any better? Better, yes. 
Would we be able to pull off the New Zealand situation? No. Absolutely not. Oh, my God. No, that, that was never our goal. We had to keep it just bad enough so that we can shift, uh, you know, another large percentage of wealth from the populace to mm-hmm. the 1%. So that would have been – she would have been on board for that. Yeah, absolutely. She's not a good person. Yeah. But, but we'd still have – We would a- have had – Slightly fewer deaths. Yeah. Yeah. We'd still have a pandemic crisis team in place. Right. I don't imagine that she would have, like, diddled around in the early months and not done anything. Yeah, there would have been good, good messaging about wearing masks. There would have been good messaging about, please don't hoard masks. We need them for the first responders right now. But the problem is, is that the people who didn't vote for Hillary would automatically not wear the mask like they did when Trump told them not to. Exactly. The, the all, yeah. Believe it or not, I believe the only person who could have gotten us out of this properly was Trump. But he or, didn't do it. Or yeah. if, you know, another Republican had won, a different Republican had gotten the nomination and won and had told everybody, look, yeah. it would have been better. It would have been better. But I'm saying Trump could have is the only one who could have gotten his people to wear masks. Right. Yes. If he, as a germaphobe, would have, would have said, hey, this is serious. Everybody has to wear a mask. I know it sucks. Just do it. It would yeah, have been way would, better. Yeah. And we would have been like, okay, well, the scientists are saying it's good. And they've just been like, okay, daddy told me what to do. I'm going to do it. Right. But even a regular Republican, they'd be like, ah, the fucking government, eh, you know, whatever bullshit. Well, I think He's it- the only one. Guy could have been a fucking hero. <laughs> and reelected easily. <laughs> yep. Now he's in quarantine. Yeah. Dipshit. <laughs> so I want to hit a few things coming out from the White House uh, regarding the coronavirus. White House is blocking the FDA's strict guidelines on uh, the vaccine. So the FDA is actually trying to go around the White House. I don't know how that's really going to work or how it's I like. I, I don't understand the details of how the FDA works and what the White House can do to limit them. So I can't. Like, I read the article fairly quickly. I just can't wrap my brain around it. So, <laughs> in any case, what we do know is that the White House is absolutely blocking the strict guidelines. So, the FDA is basically pu- publicizing information about the virus avoiding the, the White House's block. And they're not uh, – my understanding is it's nothing is going through the White House in regards to this. Mm. So – Additionally, Trump Public Affairs officially successfully pressured the CDC into changing its report on COVID's impact on children and schools. How did they do this? By removing all mentions of children. Wow. They just deleted the sections. Like, they removed all references of how children can get the virus. Meanwhile, we don't know what this disease does to children when they get it. We don't know what the long-term ramifications are for kids. What if it's doing, you know, damage to their heart muscle or something? Stock market, though, Carrot. Yeah, like it does for several humans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is Stock market. There, Stock market. What do you Is get? there <laughs> any branch of the government currently that hasn't been- Perverted? Politically weaponized for a pro-Trump agenda. Like, any branch. Hmm. No, he gets his fingers into him eventually. Okay. He, I was just making sure. Stop. If you, if, yeah, if you go if you say something opposite, he's like, uh, well, we're gonna fire him, and then we'll put in some spokesperson who will do exactly what I tell him to do. Easy as shit. I'm sure he's even in NASA. Well, I think he just destroyed NASA. He's like, you guys don't get to exist anymore. <laughs> but Ian, we're going to NARS. <laughs> <laughs> Is he sending us the NARS? 
Well, some people call it Mars, but yeah. you know, Nars. Some people say right. Mars. He said in his second right. in his second term, we would set instead of uh, you know a woman a woman to Mars. Yeah, oh, cool. Well, to mine some insurance, <laughs> Hillary Clinton. <laughs> We're gonna leave her there. I did also read that in a few years, NASA is preparing another launch to to uh, put people on the moon again. I'm not exactly sure what the studies were going to be about or anything, but it sounded interesting. The article was actually about the fact that NASA has developed a new toilet system um, that works better and is more comfortable for the uh, astronauts. So, you know, that's good. Yeah. Apparently, the original suction system was not form-fitted for the female anatomy, mm. and uh, mm. female astronauts have been having some complaints about that. Strange. Sure. <laughs> to uh, answer your question, t- yeah, to yes. answer the question, I can't think of any government agency that uh, he's not, you know, perverted yeah. to his no, means. No, I do. Yeah. The okay. only things that come to mind are, like, state level, so. Yeah. Also, it turns out the CDC actually did put out information that the virus can be spread through particles that linger in the air for minutes or even hours, regardless of six feet apart. So uh, there's that. Oh, good. <laughs> well, this was... Finally, some good news on this <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> this was uh, this was something that the CDC put out a couple weeks ago and then immediately Joint. took down and said, stop, no, we didn't, sorry, we did, we, that was just a draft. Well, apparently they finished it. And uh, put out pretty much the exact same information um, that coronavirus can linger in the air. So, yeah, if you want to be safe, you need to be, I don't know, not in a car, (laughs) but outside uh, where air will disperse. And, you know, there's a breeze. Yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of new ventilation requirements for buildings. I mean, we have long lived in buildings with poor air. We don't prioritize getting fresh air into buildings. I mean, how many you know new buildings have windows that open anymore? I think that's going to have to change. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I support you. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have a ton on that. I was like, I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Not breathing air has been a hassle. Yeah. So uh, the next thing I had was about uh, Barrett, Amy mm. Coney Barrett, some more information. I thought this was interesting. There's apparently been a thing going around on uh, the left-leaning sites that Coney Barrett has said that a woman should not be able to own property or buy or sell without the permission of her husband or a male relative. <laughs> um, nice. That's not true. And uh, where I saw this, I it's think- worse than that? <laughs> I, I think it was on- I don't know that she's totally against it, but she hasn't said it, so- Okay. Mm. I saw. I think I saw this maybe on the uh, the friendly atheist. I don't remember, but wherever it was, maybe it was on uh, Center for Inquiry. I think that's where I saw it. it. It basically said, "Stop making stuff up. There's enough truth mm. that we don't need to make stuff up. You're just ruining the cause when you make things up that aren't true about her." Uh, she has said some awful shit. You don't have to make anything up. And also, religious group. That she was uh, supposedly a member of the People of Praise. I think we had mentioned this last time. They oh. they have scrubbed their website and removed all information concerning her. <laughs> hmm. Why? Because it was so batshit crazy or? Because it was 100% accurate? <laughs> I think it was by request. According to their spokesperson, they said that they removed the information, because now that she is in the limelight, people are getting, like, threats, and so a lot of, some of their people have asked them to remove information about them. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's more of, she didn't want to necessarily be associated with this group, and asked them to pull her information. But, you know, we'll probably never know the truth. 
but she's had a, a you know, as it says in here, a decades long affiliation with the people to praise. Oh yeah. So also, it's the internet. Scrub it all you want. Someone yeah. has that info somewhere. Well, it's an archive.org, if nothing else. Yeah, just another thing that I found interesting. Uh, Religion News Service. I thought this was interesting. Uh, According to a poll, Muslim Americans' support for Trump has risen, nearly doubled since 2016. What, from 1% to 2%? Unfortunately, from 16% to 30%. What? I'm sorry, not since 2016, since 2019. It it went from 16% to 30% in the last year. Now, it's still 30%. And if you look at all of the different uh, religious groups, it's still one of the lowest percentages, as it should so. be, because <laughs> if you're a Muslim, he fucking hates you. Mm. Yeah, but he hasn't mentioned it in a while. <laughs> right. Maybe they've forgotten. Let me remind you, he hates you. Yeah. He would yeah. like to kick you all out. You put a ban on your religion. Yeah. I did you're also find Jews. It, <laughs> I did also find it amusing that... Uh, the Muslims were the highest in the percentages of uh, people who would like to likely support uh, coalition building with Black Lives Matter. Hmm. I guess that, that kind of makes sense. And they were also highest uh, right next to the Jews in reporting of experiencing religious discrimination. Not surprising. I do like the g- group of people that support Trump the least is out of Muslim, Jewish, Catholic, Protestant, white, evangelical the general public and non-affiliated, the non-affiliated from religion definitely like Trump the least. <laughs> non-affiliated still has 23%, which is just mm. astounding. All right, a couple of pieces of state news in Tennessee. Federal judge has blocked the Tennessee law that requires abortion providers to lie to their patients. We talked about this previously. They said that it was going to a federal judge. The federal judge has has blocked the law. And this was uh, requiring people to... to Doctors to tell their patients that, uh, you know, abortions can be undone. <laughs> to the Supreme Court. Yeah, I'm sure. I mm. uh, also thought I'd mention in Alabama, Freedom from, Religion, Freedom from Religion Foundation has filed a lawsuit because in Alabama, they uh, have put out the register, voting registration, has an oath that, where you sign that says, so help me God. Hmm. Not that you will say shit about Israel. <laughs> yeah, that? Right. <laughs> what the fuck? What is? Oh, Damn it. <laughs> so, in order to vote, uh, you have to sign a thing that starts out: "I solemnly swear or affirm, blah 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 blah," and you know that everything I say on this form is correct. But at the end, it has "So help me God." So you have to swear to a deity in order to uh, register to vote in Alabama. Well, aren't there even some religions that don't swear on a Bible? Oh yeah. So yeah. they, they would, or I won't say, so help me God. Well, for this election, could the atheists in Alabama suck it up <laughs> and vote and then take the other up next time? Right. You know, just. Yeah. Please, please vote. don't worry. There is no deity. So it doesn't really fucking matter. Right. It's like the, the, the Church of Latter-day Saints going and baptizing you. It's meaningless. Don't, don't get all too charged uh, up about it. The, the post-mortem baptism? Yeah. The post-mortem baptism. Yeah. <laughs> You'll yeah, be fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, make us think about it. I don't. I don't think we should, you know, drop the lawsuit or anything. No, no, but at no. At the same time, don't let it stop you from voting. No. Yeah. Um, another thing, I thought this was interesting. Um, the Satanists are now suing the Lamar Advertising Group for rejecting their billboards. <laughs> um, and there's this is a link to the Friendly Atheist website. The billboards are kind of interesting. I re- I really like the first one that shows cake batter in a bowl. 
and a an like an embryo, just an egg, and it has this is not a cake, this is not a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Religious freedom, you can't turn them down. Nope. Right. I gotta look at some of these billboards. Uh, the billboards are really that I I really like the way they look, but. They rejected all four designs without any explanation, so they are now the subject of a uh, suit from the Satanic Temple. Good. I wish them the best. All right. They need to get some ad people. Some of these are too long to read while you're driving. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot to cover. Yeah. Has to be more pithy, uh, though. (laughs) Sorry? Needs to be shorter and pithy. Yeah. I mean, the Hitler one hits home. Mm. That's quick. Got it. Last thing that I have, and I just put it up because it involves Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo is making another propaganda film. He was uh, in God's Not Dead. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, good for him for finding work. But No, no, Ian, because he has turned this <laughs> into, oh, okay, I got a niche now. Yeah. <laughs> so he is now with this new movie trying to prove God's existence with science. No, please. The title yes. of the movie is Against the Tide, Finding God in an Age of Science. <laughs> I thought it'd be Making Shit Up, starring <laughs> Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> Didn't they already make that? Wasn't that a National Geographic special starring uh, uh, Morgan Freeman? I d- Didn't he do something the story of God, why God is definitely real, here's why God exists? I did see something like that and immediately shut it off because I thought it'd be cool to watch and it wasn't. Well, yeah, they lured me in with Morgan Freeman, and then they were like, just kidding. Yeah. God's real, and I was like, oh, cool. Like that, I'll never watch this again. Goodbye. Like that dragon. What? Remember the dragon documentary that lured me into believing in Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching something with Morgan Freeman, and it was it was all questioning. It wasn't, it wasn't a, hey, here's why God exists, but it was a, why do people believe this? And mm. he, he would question all aspects of it and never, never come down with any solution. The story. I don't know. Of, I got. Yeah. What is it, Karen? The story of God with Mar- Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. Because prior to that, about that, prior to that, he did like the universe or something, mm. and I was like, oh, it's all science shit. Oh, I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. And he related back to some story about hanging out with his father. He's like, I was my father back in the day, and that was my <laughs> the worst Morgan Freeman impression. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I can't wait till you tell us about your friend Andy Dufresne. <laughs> So this is scheduled to hit theaters on November 19th. Almost 600 theaters have signed up to screen the uh, the film. Nice. Did you see the one where, where liberals go batshit crazy and he's a Second Amendment freak and saves his family because he's got all the guns? Kevin Sorbo? Yeah, he, I'm telling you, the dude is like way into this shit now. Mm. Nice. Yeah, he's all, all his movies are I'm fucking I'm so probably. happy to hear that he's working. Shut up, Ian! <laughs> Why? He's never going to get a penny of my money. Who cares? Because he's promoting awful fucking things. Ah, I'd rather rather him. Listen, Kevin. Rather be him than nobody. Or than, you know, somebody else. Rather be him than Dean Cain. He's still doing shit too, though. I know. That's what I'm saying. Go ahead, Kevin. No, Kevin. You go to back in the corner of the Comic-Con and sign fucking autographs for (laughs) 35 cents. I did like what the friendly atheist said to this. Said about this, if someone can get you to flip from atheism to Christianity in under two hour movie, you probably hadn't given the subject much thought to begin with. So, <laughs> yeah, if he's like, you know, I was skeptical till God's Not Dead 3. <laughs> it's like a tweet I saw earlier this week was, man, I, I really wasn't sure. I thought I might have been voting for Biden, but then Trump tweeted out, 
something, whatever the stupid shit he had been tweeting out, tweeting out about, you know. The all caps. Yeah, the, I saw him tweet that in we all caps, and now I think I have to vote for Trump. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was Space Force, right? Space yeah, Force. Space Force, <laughs> in all caps. Now I have to vote for Trump. Three you know, there's points. something I'm noticing about Trump that I've, no late night comedian, I think, has picked up on yet. If they have, you can let me know. I don't think that dude knows how to make a fist. <laughs> I asked Ray about this. I'm like, what is this this fist thing that he does? Okay, right. Usually you make a fist and you pull it in sideways, right? And you're like, yeah, fist. Yeah. But Trump does it like facing forward. Yeah. Like he's like pulling a lever. And I'm like, hey, well, I'm like, I'm positive he's never thrown a fucking punch. Yeah. Right? That's clear. And like every every time he does like a fist pump, he does it with his fist with palms out. And he's like, yeah, like an, I don't know, like an animal climbing or something. <laughs> it's really weird. Maybe it's, you know, pulling the cord on the on the, the, the trucker horn. My answer was it was just he was doing like a fist pump, but he has no clue what he looks like or what he's doing. So he just like hold he knows how to make a fist and that's it. I don't know. Like it, it, it's it's like a low black power salute. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he's doing it like at his side, like, yeah. Well, he was specifically told not to give the okay sign, so mm. There needs to be a Fred Trump ghost like in the SNL skits show up and be like, hey, dipshit, this is how you make a fist. <laughs> hey, before we go, mm-hmm. are, are we done? Uh, that's all I had. We're not going to talk about Melania saying who the fuck cares about Christmas? Oh, yeah. Oh, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> that's one of those B stories. I didn't hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't hear about that, Ian? <laughs> no. Oh, they got her on tape. Yeah. <laughs> also, kids in cages, who gives a shit about that? <laughs> Yeah, she, she was complaining that she had to decorate the White House at Christmas time. Who cares about, who gives a fuck about Christmas? That's a direct quote. <laughs> this is by her former aide recording her on the phone. Yep. Nice. And then she was mad because they were asking her about the kids in cages, and she was like, I got blah, blah, blah to do. Who cares about that? Nice. <laughs> and then uh. just went away because Trump got COVID. Can you imagine if Michelle Obama was caught on tape saying, who the fuck cares about Christmas? <laughs> It's like I said at the because of the before. Yeah, the liberal war on Christmas. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they would have lost their freaking minds. It would have been worse than than the, than the tan suit. But because of the storyline that we're in, it's a you know a B story. <laughs> I don't even know if it reaches them. I guess if it didn't reach Ian, then it's a good chance that it didn't reach them. No. Yeah, yeah, it's not a. It was not a huge. It didn't get out there. I didn't look for it. In fairness, uh, but you know, it's nice to you know know and confirm. That she's not a hapless victim. Mm. That she's a complicit bitch who also needs to fucking die of COVID. <laughs> well, again, it's it's just like we've said before. Melania did not sign up for this shit. Doesn't mean that we have sympathy for her, but she's like, this is fucking bullshit. This is not what I signed up for. I, and that is like, I signed up to marry a rich old fuck and live a life of comfort out of my shithole fucking country. And now I'm sitting here getting yelled at because I did the decorations wrong. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, eh, I kind of feel for you. <laughs> like, I understand. I don't feel for you, but you're not wrong. Right. I'm just like, I, I understand where you're coming from. I'm sorry to hear your sugar baby <laughs> arrangement didn't shuffle out the way you'd hoped. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Put you in a cage. I saw a hilarious, like, Onion article where they had Melania hanging out the traditional Slavonian dead beaver above the mantle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. The red trees. If nothing else proved to you that she didn't give a fuck about Christmas, <laughs> those bright red trees. That was the first year, wasn't it? We all They're went, not even what? trees. They're just cones. 
And it turns out that jacket she wore was absolutely right. Yep. When she went to go visit those kids. She said, yeah. I don't give a fuck about this. They're just making me do this shit. Poor Melania. <laughs> I hope Jesus is healing her. All right. Does anybody have anything else? Ugh, no. <laughs> just pre- prepping for this next week. <laughs> yeah. All right, then. We're going to wrap it up for this week. I uh, want to start by thanking our patrons for supporting the podcast and uh, for all you could join us tonight. We had uh, several people tonight. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. If you want to support the podcast, you could also go to our Patreon page and sign up and join us as we record. Uh, if you can't do that, you could share the podcast on social media, leave, leave a review on iTunes or wherever you happen to listen. Uh, again, if you want to contact us, you can on our Facebook page or tweet to us at ProfaneArg. Also, please check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network. A network of podcasts for your listening pleasure can all be found at soontobenamednetwork.com. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. (laughs) 